0: GearNetwork.com
2: The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. Coming to you live from Rochester, New York, this is the FTW Podcast with John Semino
0: and Brandon Gorell. And now, he John. And hello, everybody! Welcome to this edition of the Listen In podcast here on the Gear Radio Network. No videocast cast this week. Not uh, not feeling not feeling too uh, pristine myself here, but uh, not we'll, we'll... feeling your face. Nope not not at all not at all. Though you can still listen to this uh, on the on the YouTube playlist with all the others that is up there for you, and anywhere you find your podcast. Hello, everyone. My name. is... Is John Samino at IMJC Money on Twitter, joined by my co-host, my eyesore, the one and only Mr. Brandon Corral. Brandon, say hello. Yo, yo. And we are here to talk, ladies and gentlemen. Go throw it back a little bit, Brandon. We're going to throw it back. The Football Talk Weekly Days, my friend, on this podcast here because week one has finally come and gone. Uh, we are here on this show. We're going to talk about uh, the NFL and the new norm. What, uh, what Brandon and I both liked and didn't like from week one, from the whether it's the sight and sounds, whether it's the gameplay itself whatever, we'll, we'll think about it, we'll talk about it uh, our team carousel obviously, for those of you that have been following along, you know Brandon is a Green Bay Packers fan, he picks the Packers to go to the Super Bowl every single year uh, and I am the Jets fan who bitches about everything every single year uh, we're going to talk about that uh, the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as ESPN loves to call them. Uh, and the, and the saints highest rated game of the NFL this weekend. That's good. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Eh, good. Not so good. I don't know. We'll talk about that and, uh, wrap it up by talking about what we are looking forward to in week two An actual structure for the podcast today, Brandon. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh. That aside, before we get into that, the uh, the normal BS segment, my man. How in the hell are you?
1: Uh living the dream, my man. Just living the dream. Living every the dream every day, every
0: night, each every day, day, every night. Better than the worst or the every, last. Every day you are hustling. <laughs> yep. Every day you are hustling. Yep. I don't know the rest of the any of the lyrics to to that particular song, but all right, well. Let's let's uh, just dive right into it here because I've got kids that are trying to escape sleep on a school night in the new <laughs> norm. And let me tell you something. This is <laughs> I, I will say that with the with it, with the whole new norm and the whole going to school two days a week yeah. thing, man, oh, man, I did not miss getting up. At, at like an hour and a half before they had to go to school just to get them to the other side of town so they could go to school. Yeah. You know, the best part about that though is at least I don't have to get myself ready to go to an office on that side of town. So that's no, cool. No. I could just I Good. could just roll I could just roll through in my pajamas. Um, but still getting up that early, kinda kinda sucks.
1: Oh, but. tell me about it, dude, the first day of school I was up at quarter to seven. That was the first time I'd been up at quarter to seven ever. <laughs> ever probably huh? ever for school. Yeah. My kids don't get up the, I mean they don't have to get on the school that early. Oh, but wow. this year it starts much earlier because Grace is in middle school, so Mm-hmm. you know your yeah. uh her bus comes
0: a whole hour earlier than it used to Oh, uh, gianna is not there yet at middle school but my my youngest her her school actually starts at like freaking 750 and and then and then my oldest her school is like it starts an hour and a half after that so it's it's such a weird weird carousel whatever i don't know i don't care covid sucks but all right <laughs> speaking of covid uh, it has affected absolutely everything in the sports world, and you know, yeah, obviously everything in the world, but everything in the sports world, up to and including America's favorite pastime football. Yes, so the new norm in the NFL, Brandon, uh, little to no crowds in the stands. We saw the crowds in Kansas City at Arrowhead. They had I think, 12,000 people there. Um, but then you you look at Bill Stadium, they had nobody there. Um, so they've, they've done what the MLB, the NBA and, you know, Korean baseball has done piped in crowd sounds, um, yeah. you know, because of the, because of the pandemic and the risks associated with that, uh, the NFL canceled the preseason, which in my personal opinion, I don't think was a horrendous thing, but then no. again, when you see the play that happened in week one, From some teams. From some teams. You could see where the preseason, I think, could benefit from it. So,
1: um, a team like Tampa that has, like, a completely new offense,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they could have used a preseason uh, game or two, whereas a team like Green Bay, which really had, like, no turnover on their offensive side, they looked like a well-oiled machine out there.
0: Right. Now, we we saw a couple of things – And I I jotted these down uh, because these stood out to me. You can get into what stands out to you in a minute. But for me, uh, 12 delay of game penalties in week one, uh, which was, you know, by and large, much, much lower than it was last year. But the difference between last year and this year was last year there was 80,000 screaming fans in every stadium. And you yeah. can understand why there may be a game, a delay of game penalty or two because of communications <laughs> issues. You're not supposed to hear anything. Right. I, 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 For the life of me, I can't fathom why that was an issue with uh, nobody was, in the crowd.
1: It was even more unfathomable. The jumping off sides. I saw it way more than not. Right. Like, right. how do you jump off sides? There's like the quarterbacks there. Same thing with a false start. Like, you know, the count, right? There is no crowd. Like you should be able to hear just fine, exactly. even, on those, even on those stadiums where they get like Peyton Manning quiet on offense, right? There's, there's still a some kind
0: of buzz there's or anything. Nothing. There's none. There's none of that in there. These and cats and... were
1: jumping off sides like crazy. I mean, Rodgers right. was getting those free plays. Like I think he was
0: shocked that he was getting those free plays because like, how are you jumping off sides? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and and I don't know. It, it, between that. There was a lot of sloppy tackling. I'm looking in your direction. New York Jets um, missed kicks, uh, oh, yeah. quite a kicks few, quite that. a few of those. Vanilla offenses from multiple teams, uh, and then between all of that and and the uh, just unbelievable increase in focus on the national anthem and who was kneeling and who was standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, week one, uh, Brandon to me was all over the place. <laughs> Uh, So I I turn to you, and I ask you, because I just labeled... I just named a few things that stood out to me. Uh, What stood out to you from week one in the new Norm NFL as being uh, your positive and your negative takeaways from week one?
1: Uh, So the things that stood out to me was um, the
0: plexiglass in between the announcers and the announce booth. Um, Yeah, and just for the record, can can I just say... I. (laughs) I get trying to uphold an image, but you yeah. know damn well, you know damn well they ain't hanging in between a freaking glass the entire time or keeping their distance. They they know they each are. other. They've all been tested. You
1: no, know, they 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 definitely are. Like the booth is closed off. I was watching like I I could see up in the, like some of the like they were showing like the two of them or up there or whatever. I seen some shots. They're, they're sitting in there. The booth, is, it's built in, and I don't understand the reason for it because you can keep six-foot distance up there. I mean, they're, they're big booths. Right,
0: Right, exactly. Um, I, I would have thought it would have been treated more like how the uh, NBA uh, or, or NFL studios are where yeah. you, know, you, you have them six uh, feet apart with just a wider lens to cover the, the whole scope.
1: The other thing that stood out to me was the reserve players sitting in the stands. Uh, that was weird. Like, see, like, Josh Rosen, like, sitting in the stands with his mask on and his Tampa gear, you know, as the third-string quarterback and not suited up, like... I did, I did, I did actually. I do remember seats that. And, like, they're not near each other, and I'm like, like, why don't you just leave those guys home? Like, they can't suit up. They can't do anything. Like, they're just bored spectators. Like, right. They're all right. on their phones. Like, nobody's paying attention to the fucking game. Like, it was just dumb. Exactly. Um I thought they did all right with the the crowd sound. Uh, I thought some of it was really stupid. Like you'd have the home team and every time there was a penalty against them, they would pipe in some booze. And I I didn't like that that much. But, um, you know, overall, the ambient, you know, it it at least helped, you know, kind of make it feel a little bit like, you know, watching a regular football game on TV, but
0: yeah. yeah. And I, and I believe Ian Eagle said uh, at one point that the, the piped in uh, crowd noise that we hear on TV is actually being fed through their headsets as well, which explains why they were speaking at a higher pitch during, you know, more exciting plays and things like that is because they were getting that simulated effect as well to translate that over TV. Uh, So that, that part, I, I, was feeling and I was good. But the, I, I told Brian this on Trust the Podcast earlier today that it just, it, you know, for, for getting lost in that moment, um, when, when a touchdown was scored or a big play was made and you'd see, you know, you'd hear the crowd and you'd hear the excitement from the announcers and you'd see them celebrate on the field, but then you'd, you'd see the quick pan out really quickly and you'd see nobody in the crowd. And I felt that that kind of took, that moment away just a little bit. That's going to take some getting used to for me.
1: Yeah. I also thought the sideline of reporting was kind of pointless and useless and just not very good overall. Um, But yeah, it it was different, but it was good to like, it was good to have the game back and to be able to watch it, you know, on a full Sunday and just scroll through games and just kind of, you know, have some kind of normalcy, even if it's a little weird on TV. It's still like, at least the games are being played. We're not watching like replays of last year or anything like that. Right,
0: right. No, I was doing that all summer. But uh, you, you know what else like, I got? I have I have to say what what made uh, this Sunday just that much sweeter, Brennan. Yes. It was, was that I, I didn't have to spend in between the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock game getting ready to go bowling. Oh God. You don't know how great that is. Like no, oh, I a, do know I do know how great year. it is now. I do know how great it is now. Yeah. That that much is certain. Uh, it gets I miss better bowling. every year. I miss bowling. I miss the league. I miss some of the people, but nope. I don't miss going at the very last thing of my life. I was going on Saturdays, last
1: and I don't miss that either.
0: Yeah. No, I'd rather do like a Wednesday. Every other or Saturday?
1: I was like, nah.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Too much, too um much so he, i I'm, I'm going to assume that as we progress more and more into the football season, um one of two things is going to happen. We're, we''re We're going to get used to it number one. um yeah. it'll It'll slowly start to become the norm until more and more people are are allowed and restrictions are lifted as this pandemic, hopefully. Uh, begins to taper off and, and vaccines are created. It's it's not going anywhere, man. Like you're going to see it
1: all season, all season. It's going to be like this. I don't foresee a safe and largely available vaccine until at least middle of next year. Yeah. I, uh, and I'm and I'm thinking it's too sense where it's going to be, you know, available in November is complete bullshit. I know it's going to say it's 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 gonna be like available widely in like December, or January. I think January is best case scenario for at risks. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I think kids, teachers and seniors are going to be the first ones to get it. Um, mm-hmm. And then it'll be readily like available to the public. Probably like mm-hmm. I'd say best guess is like March. Mm-hmm. um and by then the the nfl season's already
0: over like, Right,
1: so, so you might as well get used to this if you don't like it well you know what you could join
0: the get the starter pack for uh not yeah. watching the nfl
1: yeah no just start down in it just like your vegetables just yeah. kind of pinch your nose and just you know, you just take it, you know what,
0: take it for take it for what it's worth. And and
2: it's
1: you know. still the game. The players are still playing at a high level. You still got your stars. You still got your exciting plays like those are all there. You're just missing mm-hmm. some drunk jackasses screaming in unison. Right. right. Yay. Exactly. Team or boo referees. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. That's
1: all you're really missing.
0: It's social media from a social media perspective. It was the same game. It was, you know, it really but, was. But you know it's and it's funny you mentioned that uh to because my 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 job sent an email to everybody my the the, the real nine to five sent an email to everybody talking about the potential of uh you know return to office on a voluntary yeah. basis for some people like they were gonna start kind of at the higher level executive to kind of go <laughs> level to go into the the offices and so see you put your finger on your nose and we're like not it yep nope I was uh I mean immediately I I mean, I've already made the proclamation i I want to be the very last person to return to the office yeah no um sure. and and I think that they're going to honor that. I don't think they're going to be sticklers about it, but yeah. so that so yes- just yesterday that email came through saying hey this is the this is where it looks like towards the end of september we're going to start bringing some high level executives in so they can kind of take a look at the building, we can work on the configuration and all that stuff, and then by the end of october we'll we'll start soliciting. Uh, people on a voluntary basis, like ten percent, and then twenty percent, and see how it goes. Um, said very likely, you know, we wouldn't be to one hundred percent capacity anyways before March or April of next year. But we could start to, you know, start to see people returning to the office in in a, in a smaller pace. And then the news came out today about, yeah, well, the vaccination may or may not be out, you know, in in for everybody until mid next year. Right. And ju- then just today we get an email saying, we realized that a bunch of you had a, had some belongings in your desk that you may want to retrieve. Uh, we're going to open the building for a week and allow, and allow everybody to scan and come into the building. You know, you must wear a mask. We're only allowing, you know, opening one entrance or whatever. And we're allowing X, you know, XYZ number of people in. Go to your desk. You have 30 minutes. Get the rest of your belongings the things that you want to take home and bring it home with you uh-huh. um so that to me tells me number one i'm safe to go get my charlie brown christmas tree that i set up on my desk every year yeah. as tradition and 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 i don't fucks with tradition so i'm going to get my Car- charlie brown christmas trees like i set up at my home desk and number two they're not confident that we're going to be returning anytime soon
1: no no there's a, there's just no way i mean uh, especially with kids not being in school full time, you can't really force them. To, if you have the option to be work from home, you can't really force your employees to go back to work when their kids are not cared for. Right. A large chunk of the week. I mean, a lot right. of us go in remote and they're two days a week. Like, right. And that's that a means, minor, you know, for kids who didn't opt out, like, mm-hmm. so you know, you got kids, you got you know, autoimmune stuff, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of, say well we gotta opt out like you know right.
0: there's, there's a, like cj mo like cj mosley did
1: on the jets yeah. defense <laughs> you, can't, you just can't you know force your people to go back It just it's not going to work out so yeah i i don't foresee people like being asked to like no longer be voluntary until mm-hmm. like next summer yeah i can't, I can't see it and who knows where we're going to be at? I mean, this thing could mutate, could beat the vaccine. Who knows what happens?
0: Like, yeah, I, I, it's it's dar so, so, it's a very weird. and as a matter of fact, that's that you know what that that song I shared with yeah. you earlier uh, earlier from the uh, from the national r and b society that was playing in that live video. I think that may very well bring us into the podcast and post edit. it crazy world because that's man yeah. that is exactly what we are is uh, it is man we it's, are in a just gotta get used very to very crazy world the people it, it's stupid um speaking it's your oh. life you gotta deal with it indeed let's uh let's circle back uh to football talk weekly i'm listening here That's um, what I talk about. you're just getting the full season's gonna be this way
1: and uh, yeah you're gonna watch the first like fanless super bowl <laughs> ever that is gonna i I just don't foresee i mean they may have it but they might have it like the chiefs like the minimum capacity
0: like you you don't think they'll have it like wwe does with a thunderdome (laughs) no did you see did you see the thunderdome you know what i'm talking about thunderdome and it's fucking stupid it's it's ridiculous it really it really is but uh it's gonna it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. Um all right, so moving on, uh our our team carousel, Brandon. Um yes. let's let's highlight the good right now. And yes. the good is uh, coming from your team, Green Bay. Yeah. The Green Bay defeats Minnesota 43 to 34 behind Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Uh your boy wasn't the,
1: really that close.
0: The, well, right, right. It, it's it's I was just about to actually say Uh, That, you know, it's 40, 43, 34 on paper, it really was not a close 43 to 34. And and the worst part is, is like that 43 points that's from
1: going like what over, over three, I think it is inside the 15 in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, And they
0: still like,
1: once it started to click,
0: it just, Mm -hmm minnesota had no chance so uh, your boy brandon the bad man aaron Rodgers. remember him the guy who had jordan love drafted in the first round and it was, gonna there was be all the controversy he was going to be salty him and that. matt lafleur really secretly hate each other all that stuff yeah he was, He only went 32 of 44 for 364 yards four touchdowns and no interceptions yeah uh, he, his, he looked good his his main man uh Devontae adams Uh, Had himself a game: fourteen receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. And then uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, four receptions, on the balls this year, 96 yards, one touchdown. Uh, So do me a favor, Brandon. Since uh, you predominantly watch this game, while I predominantly watch some other piece of (laughs) shit uh, (laughs) AAF game, clearly uh, at the same time frame. But uh, give us your thoughts on your team. How you feel against uh, that they and and just particularly how you feel that they performed against uh, the division rival Vikings.
1: Uh, I mean, it was dominant. Um, the defense played well. They, you know, they were all over Kirk Cousins. And yeah, Kirk Cousins had a, um, a Blake Bortles type game where like the stat sheet doesn't look too bad overall. It's like, oh, 259 for two touchdowns and a pick. That's not a bad deal. But then when you realize, like, his two touchdowns came in the fourth quarter when they were already getting crushed um, and they were playing against a prevent defense, uh, you know, the, the Kirk Cousins has a real problem uh, facing the Green Bay Packers, it seems like, uh, or just really any division opponent other than the Lions. And, uh, you know, the offense, It's it took a little bit to get rolling. Like I said, they scored three points in the first quarter. Um, then they got that safety in the second quarter. And then they just kind of took off from there. They just started, you know, piling it away, and you know they, they were trying doubles, they were trying press, and nobody could cover Devontae Adams. I mean, he was just, and and it wasn't like he had to make real difficult catches. His routes are just so sharp, and those two are just so in tune. It's going to be real tough stopping them. And you know, there's others receivers that you know we didn't have, where they were like, oh, well, he has no receivers outside of Adams, so you know they disrespected rogers and they're wasting his season and wasting his career um lazard had a touchdown played well scantling showed that if he can hang on to the ball if he can catch the ball get rid of the drops he's going to be that long deep threat the guy can get downfield and he's got breakaway speed where he can blow past the corner and blow past the safety and be open um you know they they showed a really explosive offense and it it came off of, you know, getting the running game going, getting it going, which brought in the play action and Adams and Rogers were just play action, play action, play action, play action. So, you know, Minnesota tried different defenses. They just had no answer. Uh, Once they got that thing cooking, it was, it was curtains. So very impressive start, especially given the fact that, you know, they didn't play any preseason games together. They, they played in camp and, they look like they didn't. They they looked
0: better than they did last year, um, which is scary because they were 13-3 last year. You know what? I, I, as you were telling me about this, and I was thinking about this, and we were having a, a conversation. Uh, I want to say it, it must have been before the Packers game, or maybe it was even afterward when you had came over and we were watching the Saints. Uh, we were watching the Saints game, and you had posed a question about the comparison between Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, and why Drew Brees is looked at. In in, yeah. in the light that he's looked at in and Aaron Rodgers is not. Um, so i want to expand on that next week. And I think I'm going to bring it to a poll because I'm very, very curious as to what the, the what what our listeners, what our friends and and, you know, and maybe even some football experts from uh, other, other networks around the area here um, might weigh in on that because I'm very curious because I, I'm kind of along. I'm kind of along the lines of where you are. I don't know that I understand why Aaron Rodgers got the flack that he did or yeah. gets the flack that he does right. when he's still consistently behind arguably or at least on paper a a lesser team than has been surrounded by Drew Brees the right. bulk of his career if not all of his career and and for him to for Aaron Rodgers to to go and and play in the manner that he played in Week One against the divisional rival, with no preseason, with the whole hoopla, and on uh, the road, on the road, right? Well, I mean, but with no crowd, that really doesn't matter. It kind of does in the grand scheme. The there's, there's no, because I feel that you know, with no crowd, there's no home field advantage, really. and uh, there is.
1: There's advantages. You're you're so. used to playing in that stadium all the time. You know the lights. You know you know. The way the turf is, you're you're more used to it. Plus, you you sleep in your own bed. Like, you know, these guys gotta travel. They gotta you know take their road bags, sleep in a hotel. Okay, okay, you know, there's there's an advantage to playing at home. Still, it's not the same as like you know people yelling and screaming. But you know, honestly, like I still think that's an overrated thing. Like I think it's a that's a more uh, a fan and you know media thing where they like to say oh home field advantage because they can be loud. It's like okay, well, guys playing loud stuff all the time. It's like, you know, so you're your looking at it more from loud the, stadiums before in one game.
0: It's like right, so you're looking at it more from the the home field advantage now, more or less, or always has been, but not highlighted. Yeah, as.
1: It's not a neutral site. It's not Kirk, like Cousins,
0: Kirk Cousins wakes up at Kirk Cousins's house around the corner. Right. He he can sleep in and, and may throw you know, it the night before. Like, right. You know, yeah. okay. let you know, it's, it's
1: not a neutral site. It's, it's just not like, it's not the NBA or the NHL bubble where you're all the same teams are all in the same hotels and they all play on the same ice. Like that. There's no, there's like no, uh, like there's no advantage there. Like you're legit just like wearing a different colored shirt. Like okay.
2: this,
1: this is a little different. You Like you, 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 you do have to travel on the road. Like if you're, You know, Minnesota Green Bay are close, but like when you're, you know, say the 49ers are traveling from California this past week and they're going to new time zone and going to be over in New York.
0: Yeah, but they're playing the Jets, so it doesn't matter. They're
1: playing the Jets, but it's still, you know, that's, it's still an advantage. So like, okay, we'll just say like another, another game on the schedule that has that. So you can't say it's just the Jets. Uh, The Rams got to go to (laughs) Philadelphia. Like they got to leave LA to go to Philadelphia, you know, like new England's got to go to Seattle on the, from the East coast to the West coast. Like there's advantages there. Like you're used to the time zone. You sleep normally, like there's still that advantage, at least having the home stadium, there's still an advantage to playing in that. And then when you start to get to the elements time, you know, going on a road game to Green Bay is a lot different than going on a road game to Minnesota.
0: Minnesota, home. Yeah, okay. indoors versus outdoors. I get your right. indoors you. okay.
1: outdoors. So there's there's definitely caveats
0: that are still there, other than just the crowd. All right. So, but overall, you have a very positive vibe and a very a uh, good feeling about your team. Yes. Yeah. Safe absolutely. Night? Okay. Here's my, here's my soapbox. <laughs> the New York so Jets fast. traveled to uh, Orchard Park New York at Bill's Stadium and uh, lost 27 to seventeen uh it was t- t- to say it was an abysmal performance from the Jets uh, <laughs> is an insult to abysmal performances uh, when you have a team that produces in the first ten minutes of the game Brandon just four yards of offense in the first 10 minutes of the game in which they had the ball and they had possession. Yeah. Three times before they broke 4 yards of offense. <laughs> uh that that right there was the ohm and that right there was telling me, Brandon, yes. that the best uh that, that 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 the offensive coordinator is not a very good offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. Oh, he also happens to be the head coach of the New York Jets, Adam (laughs) Gates, the so-called quarterback guru, the so-called offensive genius, the man that owes Peyton Manning his life and his children's life at this point uh, for getting him the jobs that he has. I'm going to quote um, Mike Greenberg from ESPN when I say that if I were to have a son or if either of my two daughters, Gianna or Emma, were to say to me, I want to play professional. I, I want I want to play football. I would love to play football. Mm-hmm. And they join a peewee league team. I would not hire Adam Gase to coach that Pee-wee League team because he would be grossly unqualified to coach to be the head coach of of of, of a kid's peewee league football team. Mm-hmm. Um Breaking down the stats for the offense. Sam Darnold was 21 of 35 for 215 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, their, Their best wide receiver, Brandon, had six receptions for 115 yards and one touchdown. That was Robbie Anderson playing in Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know, Jamison Crowder, don't be confused by his seven receptions, 115 yards and one touchdown because he got a, a, a lucky little dink and dunk pass from Sam Darnold that went 71 yards for a <laughs> touchdown. Um, And the rest of it was just little five yards here, 10 yards there uh, kind of things. No other receiver on the Jets had more than 40 yards receiving. And if you want to talk about Buff, if you want to talk about the running game, let's talk about that. Le'Veon Bell was injured. In the in the second quarter, I believe hamstring. Well, of is he was already injured cutting right. in, and like coaches kept putting him out. Like yeah, and and so now Le'Veon Bell on the IR, he's done for three weeks. Frank yeah. Gore, the legendary Frank Gore, the the badass himself, he comes in. No running back Brandon in that game rushed for more than twenty five yards. Um, the best. Let's talk about the defense. The defense—they couldn't make any tackles. That was a great game for Bless Austin. Bless Austin yes. looked like he was coming into his own there. He—he um, he had qu- quite a few good plays. Um, Quentin Williams got himself a sack. That was great. Uh, Josh Allen and his—the—the the, the play calling—I didn't understand for some of that with jo- with, with the Buffalo Bills. Like uh, Josh Allen turned over the ball on a fumble twice. Um, both <laughs> First times, drive of the game. Both times, both times he was running, and then he went to dive, but he dove head first, and the ball came out. Um, yeah. Twice he did that last year, week one against the against the Jets. He turned it over four times against them. Um, that said, the Jets couldn't capitalize on any of that. They couldn't make any tackles on defense. Like like they were just running. Allen was just running through these guys. Um, the Jets' best defensive player was all over the field playing for the seattle seahawks uh this has been uh, uh, again it's not something i didn't i didn't expect much from the new york jets and i don't expect much from the new york jets at all but when you look at the offense and you look at the defense of this team and you see how the two of them played now missed tackles and all that aside greg williams does have the defense coming out amped up ready to play ready to give it their ready to give it their all they may not be good but they're at least giving an effort, and you can feel that effort. It does not translate to the offense. The offense is, is, is just it's vanilla. It's, it's very dead. It's very slow. It's just kind of like, eh, we're out here doing whatever we got to do, um, just getting through the motions kind of thing. They don't like playing for Adam Gase. I, I think that, that, to me, watching a Jets game from start to finish seems very, very obvious. Yeah, They don't like playing for Adam Gase Nobody likes playing for Adam Gase There's a number of people that played For my a, a Adam Gase in Miami That hated playing for Adam Gase <laughs> And were very very open and vocal about it This offense Just again Dormant And that falls on the head coach They don't play for him So I, I wish we could go back And retroactively fire <laughs> Adam Gase <laughs> <laughs> after after week 3 of last year but you know the the injuries and all that stuff that was his excuse that year and they did finish off 7 and 9 and kind of on a high note but this was probably the worst uh by far worst performance from the New York Jets that that I have seen in quite some time and I know I said that a few times last year but every single time I think it could get it, it couldn't get any worse under this administration, with 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 Adam GaSe, he he finds a way to just to totally redeem you. himself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's my that's my soapbox, and I don't know how much or how little of that game you watched or paid attention to. But if you have anything, do um, you have anything to offer fine. with that? Please, please feel free.
1: When I was struggling to find the feed for Green Bay, because this is my first year not having DirecTV's Sunday ticket, probably in about at least a decade, if not more, probably almost like 15 years, I'd say. Um, I mean, I've had it ever since I lived here, which was 14 years ago. Uh, This is the first time I haven't had it. And, um, you know, I was trying to find the Packers game, but, you know, I have YouTube TV now, so I was able to watch the Bills game locally and, I was watching it earlier and I watched, you know, the Jets kind of go three and out, which is not ex- unexpected. I mean, Buffalo is a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um and so there you know, your opportunities is going to be few and far between. Um but then to watch Allen kind of march him down the field and fumble and I'm like, "All right, well, maybe the Jets defense will even this thing out." And then yeah, they just didn't. And then I stopped watching probably just as the second quarter started in the Green Bay game. That's when I started picking up the Green Bay game and didn't watch much else. But I did watch the highlights or lowlights. And, yeah, you know, for as much hype and as much love as the Bills and Josh Allen got, he really didn't put away a bad team. I mean, 27-17 right. is, you know, it's a two-score game. Like, they didn't right. get all 17 of those in garbage points.
0: Buffalo got 27 and just kind of sat there. Buffalo idling. was Buffalo was up 21 to 3 at the half. Yeah. And then when they came out when they came out it, it was almost a tale of two different teams because the Jets actually put some kind of offense again. The bulk of the Jets offense came in the second half. Um, the the problem with the Bills was that they took their foot off the gas. You know, um, again, not to reference trust the podcast from earlier, but it, it, I told Brian that I felt that the Bills, you know, I, I felt that they maybe got a little cocky, and I, I, I say this not in a salty my team lost to them way, but in a team in, in a way where, you know, if you were if you if you, you hit the thirty point thirty to forty point threshold. I think you're safe to take your foot off the gas against a team like the New York jets. But if you take the game, your foot off the gas when it's 21 to three, and then all of a sudden it's 21 to 13. Um, and you were lucky to get the, the touchdown to essentially put the game away. You know, there was one point in time where I threw out on social media. If the jets actually come back and win this game, I'll do the stone cold beer can celebration and jump into my 50 degree pool. Um, and i there was at one small point in time where i thought that that was going to happen so i got my swim trunks ready because i was going to jump in um but then of course the jets went the jets and reminded me that they were the jets and that didn't happen but uh, my point to ryan was you know the bills have to be a little bit the, the bills have to be aggressive until they un, un, until they don't have to be anymore and i and, and i think that they are not at that point where they can dictate when that happens. You know, if they play the game that they played against the New York jets against somebody like the Patriots or even the Steelers, um, not, and not just saying the, uh, the, the elite teams like the Ravens and the, and the uh, chiefs or the Packers or, or, you know, one of those competitive, you know, highly competitive elite teams, Buffalo plays this game. There's a very good chance. It's uh, either a close loss or, or they're just not showing up. It's, it's, you can't play this kind of game against uh, the NFL, and I think that you know, the, a lot of the designed run plays for, for Josh Allen that he was going against the Jets, uh, two of which caused the fumbles, quite frankly, uh, were unnecessary and almost cost them the game. So I think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you kind of want to bring yourself back down to that humble pie level you know and don't think that this division is just a runaway because if you saw the patriots business as usual with them they got the job done um it they're not going to be a pushover with cam oh. Newton. and they i, never I, were think, I think i think the bills i almost feel like the bills kind of, and and i'm i'm not saying this uh, again as as a fan of the the team that lost to buffalo because the bills fans for the most part, did not go. Oh, we're one and zero off the Super Bowl. I didn't see very much of that this time. I pretty much saw the same sentiment. We played the Jets. Like, okay, great, you know, kind of thing. So,
1: unless you is Jermaine, comma Daniel.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I gave him a little. I gave him a little bit of a shout out on on Trust the Podcast as well. <laughs> I said that I I told Ryan last week that I you know I he said he wanted to see Josh Allen become a top ten quarterback. I said, I, I can tell you right now, I think at this stage as the game manager that he is with that offense, that team around him, he could be, he could work his way to be top 15. Yeah, he's going to be top
1: 15. He's not top he 10. Be top, he's, he's not he going to games.
0: Right. He could be top 15. So Jermaine sends me a message that says, you really think Josh Allen's top 15? And then this game happens and Allen makes the mistakes that he did. And I'm thinking he's probably 16 or 17 right now at this point, because <laughs> uh, he can't be pulling this shit with the likes of the Chiefs or the the Ravens or you know anybody that That's is above a pee wee league or aaf level in the right. NFL. So you can't do that against the Patriots. No, not at not
1: they're at gonna all. going to take those out. They're going to take those and they're going to get three or seven every time.
0: I'm going to tell you something too. Don't sleep on those doggone Dolphins as well. They, they may not be the best team, but they are better than the Jets, and they are not afraid to punch people in the mouth, especially on defense. So Buffalo can't go to Miami and expect them to do the same things that the Jets did because Miami is liable to punch them right in the face. Yeah, That's, that's just the type of team that they are. Um, and, and Brian Flores has, has them playing. Yes, they have a very good coach. So
1: That's the difference between that bad team and the Jets' bad team is that they have a coach that those players are willing to play for. And he's right. getting more out of them than he should. Right. Whereas Adam Gase is getting less than he should. Right. Exactly.
0: I I, I don't, th- I, I don't think the jets are void of talent. No, they have talent. They have talent. They just have the absolute positively most unqualified coach to handle that talent. Yes. And, and that's, that's really all the problems. Uh, that the jets have i i I don't i don't know whether or not adam gase uh lives to see another season in in new york beyond this but if he does then uh i will um i'll be i'll be rooting for the chargers or something i don't know (laughs) but on that note we're going to take our first commercial break uh right now real quick pay some bills yes we do have actual sponsor sponsors so we got to do them let the commercials play please or just or just turn the volume all the way down until we come back on. But uh, we'll be right back in a few moments. This is a listening podcast on the Gear Radio Network.
2: With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: All right. We're back here. Thanks for listening in to us here on the Listening Podcast. John Smino here. Brian and Goral there there. And- yes. Yes, there you go. Thank you. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Uh, back and uh, talking Bucks and Saints. Brandon Fox Sports is reporting that the game between the Bucks and the Saints at the Dome drew massive ratings for the network, the best week one rating on the network since 2016. Uh, to that, I say, how about them Cowboys? But um, the Saints defeat the Bucks 30. That's because they always put the Cowboys on. America's <laughs> game of the week, and it's never good. Saints defeat the Bucks, thirty-four to twenty-three. Uh, Brandon Drew Brees was eighteen of thirty for one hundred and sixty-eight yards with two TDs. Uh, Alvin Kamara added one through the ground as well. Uh, the defense added one off of a pick-six. Uh, Tom Brady twenty-three of thirty-six, two hundred thirty-nine yards, two touchdowns, also two interceptions, but did add one touchdown on the ground as well. Uh, Rob Gronkowski held to two receptions for eleven yards. Now. This is this was my takeaway from the whole thing, and then I'm going to give it to you um, to to give your your say on this here. But people have been getting on Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh, for obviously the past 20 years, but <laughs> so much more now because now he's no longer with New England, and it's really Bills fans that are you know extremely salty about yeah. still salty about Brady or whatever. So of course they were taking joy in in Brady uh, getting in you know throwing his interceptions and right. and and throwing a pick six and uh you know in my opinion he still performed in my in my view high enough he he he, he accounted for three touchdowns for the Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's obviously not the same Tom Brady as he was five, 10 years ago. But my question to you, because I believe this is true. I believe the world is overreacting simply because he's Tom Brady and has been consistently so good over the past 20 years. Uh, Brandon, in your opinion, is everybody overreacting? And if they are, why?
1: Uh, Yes, they are overreacting. And the reason they are is because uh, in America, we have a real, real joy when we have successful people go down. And I don't know what it is. I think it's just jealousy. I think people are just, you know, generally uh, don't live up to their expectations and their hopes. And it ends up being like, you know, well if i'm going down let's see somebody else go down they and they they feel more like i don't know it feels almost like relatable like they the if if super successful can go ahead and like you know uh they can go they can go out there and and look human and look bad then you don't feel so bad about yourself like not you know reaching the goals that you would hope to for your life and that's a very
0: that's, that's a very damn good point there i
1: think that's what people do and and if you look at it a lot of it was bills fans because bills fans are miserable they haven't won shit and they've been chasing tom brady and the patriots for decades and you know when he goes to the other team i mean these guys are basically the the salty ex-boyfriend who keeps checking his girlfriend's Instagram post to see that she's still single and go, Oh, what a loser. Meanwhile, they're sitting there single and not doing much better. Um, but you know, it makes them feel a little bit better for their own failures. So Tom Brady is going to be fine. The me in February you've got, yeah, you've got, (laughs) you've got, um, you've got a brand new team. I mean, Brady's the, the leader of the the offense now. You've got Fournette there, you've got Gronkowski there. Like you've got all those new pieces, and yet there was no preseason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There was no like real strong, you know, off season training camp. It was a lot right. of it through Zoom. Right. There's only so much you can do there. You gotta get the reps in. Um right. especially when you change from being in one place forever and doing things a certain way, and then you gotta go somewhere else. So for him to go out there and have two touchdowns and two and, and two interceptions, he had to throw one one throwing touchdown, and you know one throwing touchdown. I thought it was two throwing touchdowns. No, it, he had one. I thought um, yeah. maybe he did. Um, he had the rushing touchdown. So I think it yeah, was no, two, he had, he had he had two throwing touchdowns, one rushing. Okay, so he had three touchdowns in the game. Uh, you know the defense. Uh, everyone's like, "Oh, look, he's just like Jameis Winston." I was like, that's "No, he's ad- not." I was going like, "Jameis Winston." Like, like I was going to get at Jameis
0: Winston. To and, and and to your point, because you made a very Jameis very Winston very played there play. the whole time he
1: played exactly. in this offense. That he exactly. This. That's exactly he where had I was going. Season, and yet he does this every year. Like he puts up gaudy numbers, but like a lot of them are playing catch up because he puts his team in a bad position to start a game. Right. That right. second half, you know, the Patriots – or not the Patriots. The Bucs got it down to a touchdown score. And then they didn't – they came up short on their drive. And then they, you know, got it down there. They punted it. And then they stopped the Saints. And you're like, okay, here we go. And then they muff the kick. And then the Saints have it. And it's basically like two plays and it's a touchdown. Um, and that that was kind of the ball game right there. But, you know, they got it close. And you know he didn't put them in this like unmanageable position. You're playing in New Orleans against a team that's been playing together for a long time that has a lot of continuity, and you're on the road without any reps. So I, I was watching uh, Dan Orlovsky was you know talking about it, and he's like, you know, I felt better about the the Bucks offense than I did the Saints offense because the saints the saints know each other, the saints are the saints, um, but the saints didn't look that great, like no, they looked okay, they got the job done, but I mean you know it was twenty four seven then all of a sudden it was twenty four seventeen they got it to within a touchdown, but like I said, they got you know they got the they gave up the touchdown after they couldn't get in there and you know get the get the move, so it was thirty one seventeen and then right after that, they kick it down the field, and it's like, oh, fumble. And it was three plays, zero yards that The 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 Saints went. They kicked the extra field goal, and that was pretty much it. I mean, it was a 17-point game at that point. 14-point you can manage, but they shot themselves in the foot. And, you know, it, it's going to happen. Um, you know, Brady's second touchdown, I forgot about it because it came in garbage time. They were down mm-hmm. 34-17 at that point, but... You know, to start the fourth quarter, it was 24-17. So to say that, you know, this is the same as Jameis Winston, that's that's nonsense because Winston would give up multiple turnovers in a row, no less, and, and the score would be out of reach, and then he'd be sucking up points in garbage time and come back on them. But,
0: but by you know, then, it, the game yeah. itself was already over.
1: 23 of 36, 239, two touchdowns, two interceptions, plus a rushing touchdown. For a forty, what forty-two year old guy, forty-three year old guy, and a brand new offense with no preseason, I mean, that, that's not bad. You, that's that's not bad we, at all. And, that, mean, was
0: and that was and
1: Breeze was eighteen of thirty for one hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns. Right. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. It's the fucking Breeze factor, and I don't get it. Right. Right. It's a and, pass I, I, everywhere he goes. Right. No right. matter
0: what the situation, he gets a pass. Right. He played like. And, two. And 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 that's and that's that's the baffling thing, and that's why I want to I, I want to hold like, off until next week to. That's why I want to hold off on this until next week to expand on this subject further because I I, I want to see what happens this week with all three quarterbacks. Now I want to actually insert Tom Brady into this conversation as well uh, because I think it's absolutely ridiculous that people look at a guy who has been to nine Super Bowls and has won six of them. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of whether or not it was him and Belichick, he was there. He was the quarterback leading that offense. a he, he, he couldn't, he, the, the, there were other times in which Bill Belichick had other quarterbacks in whether Brady was injured or suspended. Yeah. And, 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 and the two things didn't happen very much, but the injury plague season where he, he had Matt Castle as a starter, you yeah. know, they didn't, granted they, 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 they missed the playoffs on the fluke. They weren't winning the Super Bowl with Matt Castle. No, they were, they they just were not doing that. They weren't going to win.
1: Is, is the 28 to 3 Super Bowl is a perfect example. Exactly. Yeah. Right They're down 28 to 3. And that guy goes out there and makes those plays in that second half. You could talk about Belichick all you want, but Belichick's didn't score all those points. Like Tom Brady was marching them down the field. And then the Super Bowl after, when they played Seattle. Seattle was like you just couldn't you couldn't pass against Seattle Seattle was making everyone look average including Aaron Rodgers including all the best of the NFC including the Saints with Drew Brees they beat all those quarterbacks Tom Brady picked that defense apart because mm-hmm. Tom Brady is a good quarterback to say, you can say Belichick and Brady it's a great tandem but mm-hmm. to say one made the other is stupid because I, they're both successful people, and they're going to both be successful
0: without each other. There's another Super Bowl that I want to that I, I'm I'm actually thinking about, which I thought displayed Brady's brilliance very well. And even though statistically it did not show that, uh, it showed that Brady can go back to being a game manager if he needs to be, and oh, he can do yeah. that quite well. Uh, the game against the Rams, yeah, it wasn't the sexiest game to watch on TV but when you look at it from that perspective and knowing what Tom Brady is and what people expect Tom Brady to be and the fact that he adjusted his offense that he could take down the field like that and score a touchdown whenever he wants and instead manage the game just well enough to keep a a, a highly rated Rams defense at bay to to, to, to win that Super Bowl, like that to me was... One one of the times where I sat there and I looked and I and I'm like, this guy's freaking good. And then and then on top of that, to add to that, that off season he was making those appearances on that NFL, um, the NFL 100 thing where he was breaking down plays and things like that. And listening to him break down football plays, it was almost I, I would equate that to listening to Kobe Bryant in uh, detail on ESPN plus when Kobe Bryant would break down basketball plays and work with, uh, I think it was, what was it, Marcus smart. I think was he working with, yeah. um, at, at one point helping him with his shot and this, that, and, and, and oh, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, that's it. I'm yeah. sorry. And, no. and he was, he was working with, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, on his shot and, 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 and Tatum came and said, I, I didn't even think about this you know, this situation or that situation or, or this look or whatever. And when you listen to people like, you know, Kobe in detail and, and when you listen to Brady, like when he was talking about football and analyzing it in that um, NFL 100 show or whatever the hell it was last year, I mean, you're listening to him and you're like, and you're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. uh, Belichick too. But you know, to, to dismiss Brady's football IQ um to dismiss him as being one of the smartest men to ever play the game of football right. and just focus on him being crying Tom Brady or whatever the hell. Like well, it's just it's just baffling to me. So I, if, I, none, you know, if, you're, if you're a Bucks fan, yeah. I would not be concerned at all.
1: No. They're all yeah. concerned anyways because they're Bucks fans and they're used to losing every single fucking season. But yes. It'll turn around real quick. I just want to make another point too. Like even in the Super Bowls they lost, they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Brady threw for five hundred and five yards.
0: Yeah, he was not he was not the reason they lost that Super Bowl.
1: No, and and everyone wants to make this big deal, but like Belichick is a great coach, and, and Brady is a great quarterback. But Belichick was not a great coach before he had Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady was Tom Brady. He was an average, you know, college quarterback, but he had that fire. He had that fuel. Like he, he, he matured and became a better quarterback. I mean, you guy threw for five hundred fucking yards in the Super Bowl and still lost. Like, right? You put up thirty three points. You can't put that on Tom Brady. Like, this is, this is one. It, Brady top, is one, one of those things I didn't help him get five hundred and five yards. This is Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady is a smart guy. He sees the game better. He's going to see what he saw last week. He's going to see the film. He's going to see the missed throws, the missed opportunities, and he's going to get better because he's obsessed with winning. Right. Guys who are obsessed with winning always find a way to come out on top. You may get him today. You may even get him the next week, but you're not going to come out on top. He is going to find a way to be on top somehow.
0: And I will tell you this, right uh, next week uh, at 1 o'clock, uh the, the Buccaneers play the Panthers. It's a gr- I think it's gonna be a uh a great re- a, a good rebound game for them, even yeah. though my boy Teddy Bridge uh runs runs uh Panthers don't have a lot of talent. No, they don't. So they've got they-
1: McCaffrey and they've got Teddy B, and then they got Robbie Anderson, but their defenses
0: really bad. Right. So I expect Brady to pick it up. You know what? I, I I'll end it. I'll end it in, in terms of the Brady talk uh, like this, because this is a perspective that uh, I, I took with LeBron James. I, I, once he uh, left Miami and went back to Cleveland. Yeah. Um. You know, a talent like, like that, that's talent that, yeah. You know, when they're shoved in your face and everything like that, like that's, I I get where the, the the initial heartburn can be, but if they're shoved in your face and then they do poorly, yeah, um, then yes, the, the the hate is the hate is justified. Uh, I'm sorry, who Lonzo Ball? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but but when they display a, a, a consistency uh, of of just excellence, yeah, you know, regardless, you know, you could say what you want about LeBron and how he handled, you know, the decision and then moving over to the heatles or whatever, you know, you say what you want, but LeBron lifted up Cleveland when he was first there. And then he went to, and then he took it into overdrive in in Miami. And then he came back to Cleveland, lifted them back up, did the thing there. And now he's doing the same in LA with Anthony Davis. And, and it's just, it's just talent like that, that, you know, you go to a spot and regardless of whether the spotlight is on him he's elevating people around him yeah and he's consistently winning like that type of talent doesn't come around very often and you should appreciate it when it does so when lebron went to cleveland that's when i began appreciating him more and i think it was after the super bowl uh, uh, i might have even been the 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 super bowl the the atlanta super bowl i yeah. think that was when i had dropped the homer hat Right. And and the and the hate for Tom Brady and, and looked at him and was like, okay, this guy is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Um, right. and, and, I, I, and I appreciated him uh, at that point. Him, you know, I grew up watching Joe Montana.
1: Mm-hmm. I grew up loving Joe Montana. Um and to watch him play, it's very Montana like except for Brady's more of a killer than Montana was. Montana yeah. was like, he loved to play the game. He loved to have fun, kept things loose. Brady is like all business. When he comes out there, he's out there to kill you. He's got the Michael Jordan thing. He's got the Kobe Ryan thing. Where like, yeah, we ain't buddies. We're buddies. Like I'm here to kill you. This is right. my job. And, and I am not going to let you kill me. So I'm going to kill you. Um, that's where I elevated him above um, Like his first couple Super Bowls. He wasn't spectacular. He wasn't bad, but that was more of a driven by defense. Right. I think the one that really sold it for me was the 16-0 and season and how pissed he was after losing that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see him come back and then just come back just as hard. And then you play against a team like, you know, Seattle. And you play an all-world team like Seattle, whose defense is just dominating everybody. And, like, he just came out there and you picked him apart. Mm-hmm. That game, but, like, the comeback to the 28-3 always has done it for me, too. But I honestly think that that Seattle game and the Philly game were probably his best, his best games. And he... I mean he was just he lost one of them. He's right. spectacular. I mean the game against the Falcons, he threw for 466 with two touchdowns and a pick. Right. Right. Like you know it's it's insane. Um how he raises to a new level. You've got 2 weeks to prepare for the guy. Mhm. You you prepare for 2 weeks. And you're like, all right, we're gonna get this guy. We're gonna shut him down. We know where his, you know, we know where his weaknesses are. We've seen all this film, um, and, and and you just go,
0: and then he and then he, does, and then he dissects he you
1: out, you and he just picks you apart. And you're like, right. you're just left wondering, like, how the fuck did that just happen? Like, right. the the game against you know the Legion of Boom, they're just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Three twenty eight and four touchdowns, right? Like, and yeah, it took that stupid, stupid play by Russell Wilson on the other end. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of play that Tom Brady doesn't make. Right. Tom Brady didn't go out there and lose those Super Bowls. Like the Super Bowl, he lost to the Giants both times. First one, he lost on that insane Eli Manning escape sack, chuck it down the field, and David Tyree catches it with one hand on his helmet. Right. Right. The undefe- you know, that was the undefeated season, right? But the other time they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl was the, the game where, you know, he had Wes Welker wide open. He threw it to Wes Welker and Welker just blew it. He just choked and missed the catch Went right through him. They had to punt. And then the Giants went down the field and got the game winning, game winning, uh, touchdown. Right. They were, yep. they were sealed it. Welker catches that ball. That's game over. Right. Totally blew it. So, again, that wasn't Tom Brady. And then the other Super Bowl that they lost was the Eagles one. Like I said, he threw for over 500 yards. Probably his statistically best, most efficient game that he's had. He had no picks. He threw for 505 yards. So to see people get out here and start piling on after one game during a fucking pandemic on a
0: brand-new team is just insanity mm-hmm. to me. Like, I got oh, to tell you – and, and, and I'll and I'll and I'll wrap up the, the Brady talk on this uh, on this note uh, for me here. But it is damn fun to be able to root for him now and not feel and not feel shitty about it.
1: Oh, I've been for a while,
0: man. I got the uh, Patriots jersey in my closet still. And... I know. I know. I, 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 I might. I might, uh, you know, kind of like when uh, when when Favre came to the Jets and I got the Favre Jets jersey. You, bucks one? I you might, get a bucks, I might get a bucks. I might get a uh Brady's Brady jersey. You know, I got my I got my Cleveland LeBron jersey. I don't think I'll be getting a Lakers one, um, or a Heat one. Although I might after
1: he they Show stitched when you see him on there, twenty dollars stitched, and they show the guy like flexing
0: the jersey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then they put the then they put the wrong team. They put the either the wrong team logo or the wrong sponsor logo patch on the uh, on the jersey or whatever. I don't know, man. My Kairou one was dope. I remember ordering a Mark Sanchez uh, Jets jersey, and I had to order two of them uh, because the first one came, and it was the the Jets uh, forest green, uh-huh. um, with uh, the the their old home jersey at the time was Jets forest green, but the uh, the, the the shoulders uh, had uh, were were Miami Dolphins colors, <laughs> so, so they had dolphin sleeves on a Jets jersey. I was so pissed. I was so pissed.
1: That's like Uh, uh, with the Giants. So like I ordered a Will Clark Mitchell and Ness uh, 89 World Series uh, jersey. And I ordered it from somebody on eBay. And it was like 80 bucks it cost me, which is way less than a Mitchell and Ness jersey was costing. So I was like, I know it's not going to be like totally authentic. They sent it to me. They sent me a triple XL. Oh, my (laughs) God. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So I told the dude, I was like, listen, man. I was like, you guys sent me a triple XL. I says, I ordered a large. He says, oh, my No bad. Or he says, my bad, No worries. I'll, I'll, I'll get that fixed. And so he ships me out the jersey. And I was like, do I got to send? I was like, where do I send this other one back to? And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. Just keep it. So I like <laughs> kept it and I gave it to Jay Larkin, actually. I took because he was a huge Will Clark fan and he actually just framed it and he keeps it in his office. OK, because I was like, well, at least it got some use because. Triple XL was even like big on my brother. Like,
0: <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be, uh, but it's and, still uh, a
1: quality jersey, man. I still have it. It's, it's in great shape. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice looking jersey. But oh, that's
0: cool. That's cool. All right. Good, good like, jersey talk, Tori. It, it didn't come with Oakland A's sleeves or anything. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, uh, that, that right there would be the gift that keeps on giving. That would be, that would be one that you should, wear, that you, uh, should wear. I got to say one thing before we go. Mm.
1: One last note. One disappointment I do have about this not being a Zoom call. What's that? Is you opening up a pack of NBA Hoops cards. Oh,
0: I can still open up a pack of NBA Hoops cards. It doesn't, but it's not as good, man. You can't see it. Okay, so then uh, keep me honest here. Next week when we do the Zoom call, um, when we do the Zoom conference, we'll open two packs again. Because yeah. I do ha- I do have them right here, but yeah, you're right. It probably doesn't wouldn't okay. translate very well over the uh over just the audio. So you have to write. paper real good. Like <laughs> exactly. All right. Well next week, uh next week we will definitely do the, the the zoom cast. Uh just today today wasn't uh wasn't wasn't working for me. But no. we'll we'll do we'll do that next week and and just you know, remind me, keep me honest, uh two packs, we'll do two packs oh, of the NBA Don't cards. worry. It's already right. the phone. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. all right right. well then at that with that i guess uh we'll go ahead we'll put a as ryan wolf would say put a bow on this podcast and uh take it home so i want to thank everybody for listening in to the football talk weekly throwback here on the listening podcast and hey next week maybe brandon i might next week bring back the old uh, quick hits and go through NFL news and notes uh, yes. to the background music like we did back in the day. Yes. What's that? <laughs> the CBS, CBS and ESPN we did that mega mix that was 16 minutes long. <laughs> I still got that somewhere. But uh, hey, uh, thanks to all of you for tuning in, listening, listening to us. Uh, and hey, by the way, I'm going to post a poll very soon. On the Listen In podcast page, that is facebook.com slash Listen In podcast, uh, because I want to hear your opinion on the love for Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. That that whole subject, I really want to uh, di- dive a little deeper into that next week and so yes your participation listeners would be uh, greatly appreciated as well on Instagram follow the Listen In Podcast via the TJCMS Podcast Instagram page it's instagram.com slash TJCMS Podcast I post for both the uh, JC, JC Money Show and Listen In Podcast on there hits both pages that uh, you know at the, at the appropriate times it's good stuff I'm just lazy and I don't feel like running that many more pages so that's why it's all in one there. But um Brandon, hell of a little podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it again next week, shall we? Absolutely. Alright, good day to you sir. Good day to you as well. So long everybody. Good night now. Brady is going to torch the Panthers. <laughs> yeah
2: boy.
0: Hang on, one more thing before you go. Remember Listen to our sponsors following this podcast, as that does help this podcast and this network out in a way that we appreciate very, very much. So if you could just ride it out 30 to 60 more seconds after this podcast is over, listen to those commercials, it would be doing us a very, very big solid. And again, we thank you. This has been a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. For more, log on to Gearnetwork.com.